Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Kiro. My name is Hans. I'm Edward. And we are your hosts for now and forevermore. Or until one of us gets lost in some dystopian city while exploring for riches. You know, it would be cool to get lost and explore for riches in a non-dystopian setting. (laughs) Well, why would you explore if not dystopian? You know? Because there's things that are still worth exploring, I guess, in the world, right? I mean, you know, we can explore the oceans, you know, the ocean is out there, you know? Yeah. I dig the ocean. Yeah. If you are new to Gettle, welcome to what we think is the internet's best podcast for gaming, entertainment, technology, and lifestyle, news, reviews, previews, and discussion, all wrapped up in a wonderful, geeky BMW bonnet. How do you, what? I don't Did you know, wrap your car thinking, around the subject? I mean, I actually <laughs> wrapped, I did not, but. But someone dear to me wrapped my car around a fence once. <laughs> so, so the insurance still thinks it was me. So, yes, Edward. Whatever you have to say to cover that it wasn't you. <laughs> okay, okay. At least, at least it wasn't severe and you were fine after the accident, right? Because you remember, these are meant to be positive affirmations. You've done really well for season two. So a car crash is not exactly positive, but I'll take but it. But I a- lived and my car came out unscathed. So <laughs> um, if you are new to Gettle, welcome. If you're one of our regulars, hello bitches. Um, <clears throat> welcome to Gettle 73, season two, episode 31. And as we alluded to in our previous episode, this week is filled with... Breathing through your butts, how the sun makes you sexy, and the possibility of a dystopian future. Oh, well, I mean, that one is a bit of a given. That one's not really. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. <laughs> now, before we get into it, once again, um, we're going to start off with our weekly question. Edward, are you ready? Yeah. Our dear listeners, mm-hmm. are you ready? As always, listen to what we have to say. And give us your gut reaction. So, Edward. Yes. What activity makes you lose track of time? <laughs> Losing my watch. Oh my gosh, that is, you know, I know you're getting married, okay, but you don't have kids yet. So can you just lay off the dad jokes? <laughs> Um, but for real though, uh, for real though. Honestly, come on, I, this one should actually be so easy. <laughs> it should be easy, but it's not because I don't focus on these kinds okay, of things. So all the funny things say, like sleep, obviously, because that makes you lose yeah, track of time. Yeah, okay, obviously, out of the way, we're talking about yes. real like. What would you invest yourself in, or what do you really enjoy that just makes you? You know, you look down and then you look up and boom, it's like five hours have gone by. Um, I would say gaming, um, but it depends yes. on the game. It depends yes, on the game. thank you. Thank you. And then also writing, but not all kinds of writing. Like, like sometimes work, sometimes not work, sometimes creational, sometimes not creational. 
it, it know, all depends, I guess. That is the most interesting thing for me. If you had asked me this question <clears throat> 15 years ago, mm. no, no, I'd be, I'd be too young then, um, 10 years ago, all right? Mm. I probably would have said gaming, obviously. Because even today, yeah. it's still one of the things where if you know if I'm really enjoying it, you know, before you know it, like three, four hours have gone by. Okay, that's yeah. that's generally the case for things you enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. But do you know what I would actually answer today? And it's also because I enjoy it. It would be work from the point of video editing. Oh, okay. For me, okay. for me personally, for me personally. So... I have noticed that when I'm creating, which which unfortunately hasn't been very much this year, much to many people's chagrin, I've been I've had quite a few messages asking me what's going on. <laughs> there have been things that have been happening, so uh, you know it's it's been a bit difficult from a personal perspective for me to be able to create. Um, mm. I, I will hopefully eventually get back into it, but 2021 has been a bit of a mess. Anyway, when I do though, and although it is work. I really enjoy it. I have I've found myself often just coming to my desktop, sitting, start editing, and I'll look up and like three hours have gone by, but it feels like half an hour. And yeah. I've I've especially noticed that in the evenings, you know, where like let's say I'll I'll finish dinner and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna do, I'm just gonna fix that one thing. That that has been that has been irking me at the back of my that mind. That little that, just cut just fix that, that one little yeah yeah, and then yeah. I'll I'll look down and then I'll look up and it's like eleven thirty and I'm like, where did the last three hours go? Because mm. I'm pretty sure it you, you know anyway anyway. So so for that me I guess sense. it's it's the the love of creating. Um and I, oh. and I found also that that would extend not just to video editing but also just in general creation. So Edward knows this very well. And for those of you who have followed Vamers.com for, for many years now, there, there are a few things in there. Cause I find like Vamers is a bit of a creative outlet for me. So I don't necessarily lose time with writing, but I will lose time for creating the banners or mm. whenever we do a playlist article, for example, I thoroughly enjoy creating those artworks. Mm-hmm. You know that they're, they're which which are creative, amazing, by the way. Well, yeah, thank you, Edward. That that's very kind of you. I I just I just really enjoy that creative outlet because I don't think I have another one. Like I don't necessarily paint or draw or sing or make music, but I enjoy making videos and graphic design. You know, actually, do you remember a, a previous week we asked the question, what? Could you be, you know, if you without having studied anything, just randomly, you know, you'd mm. know all the knowledge or whatever. And and back then I said plastic surgeon, right? I haven't I haven't admitted this before, at least not on the podcast, but I did initially, when I started studying, other than wanting to be a doctor and all of those other crazy things, I really had a passion for wanting to do graphic design. I thought, I mean, maybe that sounds so like blase and you know, like so many people want to do that, you know, but I really just, I've always had an interest for, not necessarily graphic design per se, but kind of the, like, if somebody has to come to me with a concept, you know, I thoroughly enjoy building things around the concept, whether that's branding and logos and, you know, conceptual designs and slogans. Do you know what I mean? 
Like somebody, yeah, if yeah. somebody came to me with a product, I, something that I thoroughly enjoyed is that whole process of developing it into something that somebody might want. See, I always think that you would have been an amazing PR person or marketing <laughs> person because uh, exactly that, exactly what you just explained by building concepts and building ideas around concepts. And I think that's one of your strongest suits, honestly. And I do think you would have done an amazing, amazing job if you took the place of many of the people we have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, Thank you, that, that's, that's actually very kind of you. So uh, speaking on that, right, there hmm. is a huge difference between public relations and marketing. So yeah. rather, rather unfortunately in today's working landscape, people consider those two faculties one as one and the same, but they yes. really are not. So from that perspective, I would say I definitely wouldn't touch PR. I mean, yes, I might have an oversight over the PR and yes. what's going no, on I with it. I get that. I get that. But um, I would more so prefer to be in the real creative aspect of the marketing side of things. And, you, you know, we've spoken about video games for a very long time. Um, you know, we have Vamers as our, chan- as our, uh, our outlet. I have in the past genuinely considered actually working for Microsoft and um, Xbox. Um, mm. th- there was an opportunity that, that that popped up and, you know, life happens and I actually missed, I forgot to submit my application. Um, but it was really just such a cool position. Um, and it had to do with like brand creation behind the scenes, you know, for things like the recent Xbox fridge that has mm. been making the rounds, you know, that kind of a thing. Anyway, anyway. Sorry, I will I, say... I, I, I kind of derailed your thoughts. No, no, no. <laughs> on the tangent, I will say, Xbox is killing it with the marketing. Uh, I yes. think they are yes. owning all the memes. <laughs> that they're they're going, doubling down on all the tweets and all the trends. They're doing a very good job. Like Nando's, well, almost. You well, know? Ed, that's the whole point. Yeah. You know, when you start, you see, look, let me let me rather put it to you this way. And and now this is not too like because de- I because like I still feel you have to give us give us an answer. Okay. I, I've like derailed this whole thing now. <laughs> um so recently, and we spoke about this in episode season two, episode 30. Yeah. Where Sony has consistently been backtracking. In other words, or, or rather I should say, we spoke about issues that they had, and in the in the week since that episode, they've now backtracked. Now, what I want to say about that is it is far better to lean into something negative and make it a positive than it is to to have negative and then try to backtrack it into something positive. So in that respect, what we're talking about is how when Halo Infinite was, was unveiled at the end of 2020, a lot of people were super disappointed. And then a character emerged. Um, I've forgotten his Craig. Yeah, Craig the Craig the um, the brute. He would just look terrible because he didn't have lighting and the shaders were bad and so on and so forth. Anyway, he became a meme. And what's really great about that is Xbox have lent into it and they've embraced Craig as a meme. You yes. know, so yes, it was a bad showing, but they actually then lent into it and made it into something more. Now, also with that said, you know, Halo Infant has been delayed by over a year, so. You know, it didn't come out at the end of 2020 and then, you know, more disappointment. They, they've lent into it, they learned from it. And then ever since then, they've actually embraced 
this incredible openness, which I mm. haven't seen any publisher take in a very long time in terms of the development of a title. So it's been it's been really eye-opening. People are loving it. Now, conversely, on the other hand, you have Sony, who instead of leaning into things and making things better, is consistently backtracking on awful decision-making. Yep. Now, I don't know who's to blame, but I'm going to point fingers at Andrew Ryan, who's the current head of, of, of PlayStation. I don't know why they've moved from, seemingly moved from Japan to the States in terms of, you know, PlayStation Global Operations. But anyway, this man has consecutively gone on record numerous times to state things like how they don't, they're not worried about backwards compatibility. And, yeah. you know, more recently, you know, you should pay for upgrades. And, you know, just things that are like, like, dude, you're clearly a boomer and you know nothing about the current landscape. This is not what gamers want. This is not what the people want. And then Sony consistently has to backtrack. Like like yep. like now, like last week, we spoke about the Horizon Zero Dawn thing where Sony was charging for upgrades and there wasn't going to be a proper upgrade path for PS4 to PS5. Well, in that week since, guess what? Sony has now officially backtracked and they've now said that all announced games thus far, not any newer ones, but thus far, will have some sort of a upgrade thing and it won't be paid for or will it? I can't recall now. I think it'll be free um, as far as I understand. No, Horizon will be free now. But in their commitment to deliver free upgrade paths to everyone, all upgrades from now on will be ten dollars. Oh, you know that sounds like Jeez, I'm like. being like I'm commenting on it. But that was literally a direct quote I pulled from the from a PlayStation blog post. We will link to that, obviously. Um, you so, know, yeah, that's just it's ridiculous how. Sony and PlayStation, as one of the biggest gaming brands, is spearheading and pushing this $10 next-gen upgrade. Yep. Which I have to imagine is because of developer pushback, probably. I think companies like Activision and that are behind the scenes saying, you need to spearhead this. You need to spearhead this mm -hmm. because Nintendo and uh, Microsoft are not doing it. And it's not happening for the PC landscape because could you imagine if the PC landscape all of a sudden had a $10 upgrade every time there was a new graphics card? Could you imagine? That would be a mess. But it's exactly the same scenario. graphics cards a year. But it's the same scenario though. And think about it. I mean, imagine now developers are like, oh no, development costs are increasing because there's new graphics cards. So every year mm. there'll be a $10, $10 increase. It's exactly the same thing. What, what makes PlayStation so special that they need an extra $10 more for PlayStation 5 development. Yeah. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Because we all know that generally games are developed on PC first and then ported over to console. So tell me then. Exclusives. Where is <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the PlayStation exclusives that don't end up on PC? <coughs> cough, <coughs> cough. They all end up on oh, PC. Oh gosh, eventually. that's an entire new <laughs> argument after some recent events. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so this was not meant to be the aim of this week's episode. <laughs> Actually, I'm decide uh I'm thinking exactly what you're thinking, Hans. <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna stick with this. Okay, but uh, we might as well. What about the topics um, we promised we'd speak about though? <laughs> well, that's just a juicy T 
tease for next week, I guess. Okay, well, if we get to it this episode, we do. If not, it'll be for yeah, next week. So because we're we're on a good good tangent now. And I'm, yeah, we're on I'm a good tangent goodness. now. We're on a good. I have tangent a few now. points so, to mention. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So just quickly throwing it out there. Now we we don't normally do news on Gettle for a variety of reasons, but this is yeah. something that we generally have to speak about. So on Thursday, the 9th of September, PlayStation had a showcase. Um, you know, much like Microsoft had one a couple of months back and uh, Nintendo had one recently as well. Um, nothing major from those, but there was something out of Sony's showcase. And in my personal opinion, it's not a good thing. So, yes, there were some cool things that were announced. Um, if you want to go and look it up, we will link directly to um, one, of our, one of the local publications who did a really great roundup. But... The biggest issue that came out of it, and I know Edward agrees with me on this, is how Marvel has seemingly chosen Insomniac Games for their story solo-driven narrative games. Now, yeah. why that? Why that? Initially, that sounds fantastic. Insomniac are incredible developers. They're highly mm-hmm. talented. Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales are phenomenal games. In addition to Ratchet and Clank and so on and so forth. However, 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 the biggest issue is it is a PlayStation-owned studio. So what does that mean, Edward? Well, it just means that no one on PC or Xbox or even Nintendo will be able to ever play those games now. Exactly. Um, And look, as much as I love Insomniac, okay, I I was cool with with Spider-Man Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man Marvel Spider-Man and even now Spider-Man 2 the moment the teaser for for Marvel's Wolverine got uh, was shown on the screen I was like oh wait does this mean we'll be seeing Marvel's Iron Man Marvel's Captain America all of these story exclusive games will now be PlayStation exclusive or or and I have little, very, very little hope for this. Um, does it mean that we might be getting them on PC regardless, like we're getting Uncharted on PC now? So I'm hoping so. In terms of, okay, so what I want to say about this is, Edward and I have, in season one of Gettle, we actually spoke about the issue with exclusivity in games with regards to a franchise like Marvel. Yeah. And the reason why it's an issue, just as a refresher, is because the IP being developed, the Marvel IP being developed, is not new. Yes, it's new from the perspective of, like when Insomniac made Spider-Man for PS4 and PS5 and Miles Morales. Yes, those are unique games. They're unique stories. They're unique takes, but the Spider-Man IP is not new. There are fans that love Spider-Man around the world. So when it was announced that Marvel's Avengers, the video game, would have exclusive DLC for just PlayStation owners that is Spider-Man related, we had a real issue with that because that cuts out fans on other platforms. Like, Mm -hmm. why should one platform get exclusive DLC content in a game for an IP that is 
universally loved. Yeah. Now, that argument is slowly filtering through to the announcement of Insomniac taking on a Wolverine game from Marvel's universe. This yeah. is because Wolverine, as part of the X-Men, is beloved. He's one of the biggest and most popular X-Men characters. So now you mean to tell me that Insomniac, a PlayStation-owned studio, is developing a game based on an immensely popular character from an immensely popular franchise exclusively for one single console. Yep. You see, now, generally speaking, exclusives are a thing in the gaming industry. We know this. You know this. It's one of those things. However, this is, a, this is somewhat different. You're taking a beloved character from a world-renowned franchise and locking it to a single system. Yes, I understand PlayStation 5 is currently the best-selling system at the moment, and it most likely will be for the foreseeable future, so perhaps from a financial perspective that makes sense. But do you know what makes even more financial sense? Releasing on multiple platforms, even if that means just PC. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Edward's the, thoughts? I mean... The thing is... I, I explained in in the very episode you mentioned um, that we spoke about this last year. I I specifically stated that I am a, as much as I don't want it to be a thing. They are a thing. Exclusives exist. I am okay with single game exclusives. Okay, I said as much, and I am still am. Um, but when DLC is concerned, DLC should never be a console or a platform exclusive. Yes, agreed. fine. Okay, but <clears throat> now. Now we're seeing this sudden increase in in universal, as you said, IPs and licenses and franchises being exclusive to one platform. And in a way, that's worse than even the DLC, I would say. Um, because, as you said, now they're segmenting the fan base. Yeah. Um, but n- not only that, I feel they are going to the platform which is effectively against the players. It's it's not for the players best <laughs> to be on a platform in the first place. And Disney and Marvel, they should be keenly aware of this. You see, um, this is immensely interesting what you've said. Because, again, on a previous episode of Gettle, we've actually spoken about how the For the Players company, which is Sony and PlayStation, consistently make decisions that are not for the players. Exactly. Now, in this circumstance, let's be real here. It's it's business. Yeah. Sony getting Spider-Man and now Wolverine is phenomenal business acumen. They are... Mm. They are getting a strong solo narrative adventure from an incredibly talented studio, which I can already tell you is going to be incredible. Sure, it's several years away, probably three or four or five years away. Uh, but 2023. Yep. 2023? Well, okay, two, well, two years away. That's not even that long. Anyway, um, I, what, what I'm getting at is that it's, it's a phenomenal grab. So you can't mm. fault Sony and PlayStation for doing that. So my issue here isn't necessarily PlayStation and Sony. My issue is Marvel. 
why because remember marvel is making these decisions or rather yes maybe sony on some level is paying for these privileges you know saying or oh, we'll oh, we want to sure. pay for the franchise and you know kind of m- much like how um sony pictures has the the spider-man license and so on and so forth in which case marvel what are you doing why mm. are you purposefully segmenting your immense fan base or rather why are you pushing or putting all of your eggs in one basket? That's yeah. like, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, PlayStation is known. I mean, you just have to look at God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn for incredible single player narrative focus adventures, which I love. I am a huge fan of those. Those are my preferred games. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I understand then maybe from that perspective, because that's the reputation Sony has fostered as to why they're choosing the PlayStation 5 as the avenue for these games. I just feel that on some level, it's not necessarily fair to the full-on fan base. You know, what if you have fans who have already invested in a high-end PC or a Nintendo Switch or an Xbox, and now what? They have to save again for another console? Or is Marvel now just saying, well, actually, you should have a PlayStation from the beginning and that's that? You know, it's, it's a bit of a strange... It just seems strange to me. Now, this makes me then think of Jason Jason Schreier's book, um, Press Start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've forgotten the, the, the one that, that I'm actually reading at the moment, the more, more recent one. Anyway, in this book, and it's absolutely exceptional, by the way, um, he speaks about game development. And one of the most interesting passages that, that came about was how Disney was influencing the creation of Epic Mickey and Epic Mickey 2, um, which eventually, which came out for, I think it was the Nintendo Wii or one of the Nintendo consoles eventually. And it, and it, it all was about how the Disney executives, which bear in mind, they own Marvel now, right? As Edward was saying, were only interested at the time in any case in making mobile games because that's where they felt the money was. So therefore, they didn't get as much funding as they needed for Epic Mickey and it was a huge development turmoil and it just ended up not being as good as it should have been. And now I have to wonder if maybe somehow the boomers who are leading this operation are slowly changing their mindsets and are picking a major console. And in this sense, they've picked PlayStation because they have the biggest and most loyal, it's seemingly loyal user base. Hmm. Um, And then of course, a talented studio. So... You know, maybe from that perspective, they've finally changed gears and realized what they actually need. But then again, at the same time, you're excluding other people. Look, I don't know. I don't know what the rationale is behind it, but I am actually genuinely very curious. And I wonder if this will come yeah. out in several years from now. Well, I bet it you will, know? honestly. The thing is, say what you will about exclusives and what and the whole red tape thing around, surrounding that. I do feel, and it must be said, Insomniac is a, an amazing studio. I only, <clears throat> I'm only sad about the fact that we know for a fact they only develop for PlayStation. Why? Because they are a first-party first, first development studio. studio yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, though, I do hope Sony is kind of doubling down on the fact that they are bringing most of their previous exclusives to PC now. Um, and maybe... Maybe we'll see this in on PC in the future. 
I don't think it'll be at launch. Look, Obviously you, not. No, it will be like, I mean, look at how Uncharted 5 is only, oh, sorry, is, is it Uncharted? Yeah. Four. Yeah. Four or five. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the entire it's, collection it's the, 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 yeah, there, yeah. So it's, and that's been what, like three years? So yeah, it's taken it's some time three years, from yeah. from being on the console to coming to PC. Yeah. Um, so it apparently they are double downing on their PC strategy, but as you've said, it won't be a day and date release. It'll maybe be like yeah. two or three years later after having launched on PlayStation. You know, so and again, I have to wonder, is that really in Marvel's best interest? Because to me, it really just seems like PlayStation's best interest. Exactly. And on top of all of that, um, it, it's actually funny how the games who seem to be made for for multiplayer and for not necessarily playing with friends, but, but the games that seem to be not as story-focused, like, like Avengers for one, I guess, um, and th- that's the recently really, um, announced Midnight Sun, which is an XCOM meets Hearthstone, mm-hmm. RuneScape Legends kind of thing. And also Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are not platform agnostic titles. Um, and I think it's all Disney. I think this is all Disney wait, um, running wait, things. Those, because those are platform agnostic. So I mean, sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. they are. Yes, they're, they're appearing um, on multiple platforms. Whereas yes, this one, which is a is solo not. narrative adventure, is not. Yes. Now, now I'm thinking that they're playing the cards very, very well. Um, mind the mm, pun. Mm. In, in terms <laughs> of, they know where the money is, and they know which kinds of of platform users will spend which kinds of money. That's premium currency. That's battle passes, what, what, what. Um, so I think maybe, maybe they believe that that <laughs> Sony players, they don't do the battle pass thing. They don't do the season pass. They do the one-time purchase story-focused game. That's it. Or conversely, um, or conversely, let, let's play devil's advocate here quickly, right? Yeah. Let's just assume they wanted to create the best narrative adventure. So there's no mm. issues here about where it's going to be. They just want to make the best single-player narrative adventure mm. possible for Wolverine. Sure. Okay. In that respect, absolutely. 100% yeah. Insomniac. 100%. Because mm. the Spider-Man Miles Morales was the fastest and biggest-selling title on PlayStation 5 for a long yeah. while. Until Last of Us came along. No, PlayStation 5. So, okay, yes, it it was big on PlayStation 4. But what I mean is the the Miles Morales upgrade for PS5 was also the best-selling purchase on PS5 for a long period of time. And what I mean by that is because PlayStation 5 is only seven months old, eight months old. So that's actually an incredible achievement. So naturally, you're going to look at that and you're going to think to yourself, okay, the player base is there. The player base that is on PlayStation likes single-player narrative adventures because that's allegedly PlayStation's bread and butter. You know, God of War, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, The Last of Us, and so on and so forth. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But also, PlayStation is the only one right now pushing more money for remasters and repeats of games and upgrades yep. of games. So which which place is going to give you your biggest bang for buck? Probably the PlayStation audience, because mm-hmm. let's assume... A Marvel game was a Marvel single-player narrative adventure was being developed by an Xbox studio. You know, day and date, that's going to be on Game Pass. 
Yeah. So it's entirely possible that Disney, which we all know is quite a money-hungry company, might be looking at that and thinking, well, you know, as cool as that will be from an audience proliferation perspective, we actually want the money. You know, we Mm. want to show a fiscal positive for this game that we're investing in and that is going to be released. And uh, what better platform to do that on than on PlayStation? And I don't know if that's really a positive. As a gamer, as a gamer, as someone who has to spend money on video games, which are increasingly expensive. I mean, I just saw Call of Duty Vanguard, which is uh, the the next Call of Duty update, for 2,000 Rand on the store. Sure, that wasn't the the basic edition, wasn't the standard edition, but 2,000 Rand. I think the base edition was like 1,500. I'm just like looking at that and I'm thinking, this game better bloody well be worth it if I'm going to be spending 1,500 Rand on it. Okay, which is is more than like 100 yeah. The question is, does it include the season pass? You see, look, look, don't get me wrong. So I understand paying for a good narrative adventure, like buying The Last of Us 2, for example. That was a phenomenal game. Yeah. Sure, I only played it once. But that story, it still has stuck with me. And we dedicated a huge episode to it in season one. And... That I would pay for again. Like, like I understand paying for content like that. Like how you'd pay to watch a movie, right? I get yeah. that. I get that. But then again, at the same time, I'm a bit like, wouldn't you want maximum exposure? Exactly. You see, so, see, so maybe this is the thing. Maybe as much as gamers love Game Pass because it's got a lot of value, maybe that dissuades from... Studios wanting to publish single-player narratives. That's my Purely because, well. you know, if you have something like... Um, take Avengers, right? Marvel's Avengers. That's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. That's a multiplayer title. That has a season pass that you can buy. That has cosmetics that you can buy and so on and so forth. So that makes more sense to be free on Game Pass because there is an additional... Premium current seasons. There's an yeah. avenue for revenue. Yeah. Whereas if you have a single-player title like Wolverine or Spider-Man, you buy it once and that's it. But if you're giving it away for free on Game Pass, how do you get extra income other than maybe DLC? Mm. So maybe maybe that's actually at the core of the decision-making between the platforms. This maybe. is a very interesting thought. Yeah. Uh, the thing um, is, let's say they did it exclusively because the studio gave them a good pitch. Okay, or mm-hmm. maybe they think the studio is just the best studio for the job. I think even that is the wrong decision because if anything, if a PlayStation studio is doing Wolverine, I would want it to be Naughty Dog. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Because okay, we already why know though? they can do why? the dark and grizzled, the, the mature story. Whereas Insomniac, they've never done any mature story. They've only done the the wacky, sometimes serious, but most of the time like happy go lucky stories. Some darkness to Spider Man. Some darkness. See, this is a Wolverine story, and I don't think it's supposed to be a happy story with some darkness in it. Um, that's my opinion. Obviously, I will say, yeah, yeah, if they. If someone ever does a Captain America game, I would love that to be Machine Games, 
who is oh, a Bethesda yeah, Studios yeah. studio, um, which is also <laughs> Xbox now. But I think they can do the macho man, big burly guy, first person shooter thing very well. For, but um, would you really want a first person shooter? Okay, anyway, no, no. Not now, necessarily a no, first person shooter. Anyway, that's, that's okay, a different yeah, that, that's, a, that's a different thing altogether because yeah. the, whole, the whole point of our discussion really is, you see, it's again, I exclusive. hear what you're saying, but again, would you really want another exclusive studio no. to take over the title? You see, exactly. That's exactly. the thing. And that's the exactly. worry. Look, personally, as an owner of a PlayStation 5, I know mm-hmm. Edward also has a PlayStation 5, I'm genuinely very excited for this. I adore Wolverine. Many people do. Everybody does. So I'm very keen to see what Insomniac is going to do with this property. And I hope it is gory and suited to who Wolverine is. And not some PG-13, oh well, there we go. Like the recent Venom movies. Okay? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the Venom uh, Let There Be Carnage will be a PG-13 movie. Oh, wow. Okay, so this was totally not the discussion I was planning to have with you today, Edward. Um, no. <laughs> so I'm curious, Do you? shall we just leave it at that and then bring it in again next week? Because I feel yeah. we've had a pretty good gaming discussion now and I feel trying to throw in any of the other random things we've been speaking about is just going to totally derail <laughs> yes derail now, even more <laughs> I agree with that now to answer your question from the very beginning <laughs> this this is what makes me lose track of time ghetto there we go because holy That's crap it's already to say it's already way past when we thought we'd no, even it's fine. stop. So. Look, we've been speaking for, for close to 40 minutes and I yeah. have I have thoroughly enjoyed this this episode. This this was not planned. I, I we alluded to it last week. I alluded to it at the beginning of this episode how we have butt breathing and dystopian futures uh, which are a lot of things <laughs> we keep to, pushing to, to them back about. But okay, yeah. okay, promises we will definitely speak about these next week. Okay, it was just that, you know, Edward and I, we actually, we, we, we decided not to speak about what we spoke about today. Yes, we, we, we literally spoke, we, we sat down and we had an active discussion about not having this discussion. <laughs> so. um, but then, obviously, as we were talking about what, what made us lose time, and it ended up being video games, you know, because we both have quite a passion for it, it just, it just made sense to really speak about this, you know, Get and the future of the industry, you know, mm. like, what does this mean? And look, overall, I suppose it's not the worst thing in the world that yeah. Insomniac has as lights because we know they're going to do a fantastic job. Yes. It's just more so the broader implications of what this means mm. for the industry as a whole. Because now if you're starting to give beloved global IPs to exclusively developed studios or, or studios that develop exclusively for single machines. You know, what does that really mean for the future? Now, we, we know Sony loves doing the exclusivity thing. They did it for Deathloop, despite the fact that um, Microsoft now owns Bethesda. And, you know, Microsoft is upholding that agreement for obvious reasons, because if they had to break it, there would be fines to pay most uh, most likely. Yeah, But, you know, th- th- there's more. So 
Well, one thing we haven't spoken about is Knights of the Old Republic. So there is a brand new uh, remaster of the game coming out, and it's going to be a console launch exclusive. So again, yes. much like Deathloop's exclusivity, it'll probably be six months to a year before it goes anywhere else. Yeah. Now, KOTOR is very much an MMO. Yes. So... Well, no, it's it's a RPG. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's an RPG. It's an, yeah, 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 more yeah. an RPG than an MMO. Um, I mean, RPGs don't have a shelf life. Uh, look at Skyrim. Skyrim is still going years and years <laughs> later. And yeah. everybody wants KOTOR. So sure, it might drive more people to the PlayStation in the short term, but in the long mm. term, because I'm almost 100% positive that's going to land on Game Pass. I can tell you now, Microsoft is just going to look at that and they're going to be like, okay, we'll pay however many hundreds of thousands for day one Game Pass a year later. Because it's a year later. So it's not exactly going to be a brand new thing. So why not throw it on Game Pass? You know, and And maybe by then there'll be DLC that people can buy. So there's the revenue stream and so on and so forth. Exactly. And knowing it'll be on PC within the the launch window as well. I mean... Is that doesn't though? exactly make yeah. Um, it's being said that it's going to come to PC as well. Oh, but it's only a console exclusive. Now knowing that obviously makes it even less lucrative for PlayStation. Mm. So this is kind of the only card they have on in terms of Kotor. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird that they're getting all of these exclusives. Um, which Look, makes as you said, good business sense. But Excellent just business sense. You, you can't fault them for this. It doesn't give you good um, good faith about the company, though, does it? Oh, but Ed, but Ed, come now. We've mentioned this early on in the episode. Do you really... Look, look, at the end of the day, this is a conglomerate. It is a company yeah. that is out to make a profit. Yeah. You know, the illusion that they care is assuredly breaking down, especially in 2021, with all of the Mm -hmm. decisions that they've made, like with the upgrade fiasco and the consistent $10 upgrades and so Mm. on and so forth. It's quite obvious. And, you know, they're not wanting to do cross-play. It is quite obvious they don't actually care about their audience. Now, don't get me wrong. This is typical for every company. I'm not just saying that this is Sony now. Even This is Microsoft, this is Nintendo, this is all of them. They, They... generally all care about their bottom line, all right? With that said, in the last year, year and a half, I will say Microsoft have made great strides to make you feel like you're being cared about. More yeah. so than Sony. I would actually say conversely, Sony, the Sony's facade is breaking slowly with all of these decisions and then backtrack. Like, we don't care about past titles. Oh, we're actually, we're going to give you backwards compatibility. Um, you need to pay for your upgrades. Oh, actually, we're going to make upgrades easier for you because we did promise that before. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? So yes. more so the, the facade of Sony caring is slowly waning, whereas Microsoft exactly. appears to be building that up. You know, with... Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. as I'm a huge fan of Game Pass. Every yeah. time I hear something about Game Pass, I... I just, I can't help, but like, it, it's just an incredible service. Anyway, 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 I'm not going to get too much into that, into that, you know, it's just very interesting for me. Um, it's, I'm it very is. curious it's... to see what's going to happen in the future of the video games industry mm-hmm. and how things like, like, I generally have to wonder if Game Pass is maybe one of the reasons why 
Marvel didn't look at at Xbox for this kind of a release, you know? Or if maybe yeah. it really was just the first-person narrative focus and success of Spider-Man that pushed them in that direction. Maybe. You know, it, it, it's kind maybe, of like, yeah. you know, if, if something does really well, like if a company does something really well and they can prove... Yeah. So, in like, Insomnia can prove that they've done very well. Best-selling game on PS4, best-selling game on PS5. Why wouldn't you give them another game? Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. In, in that sense, it makes sense. It's all it about just, business. You know, so yeah. you see, we initially approached this, and I know Edward and I have very strong feelings about this because we're gamers. We like all the platforms. We have, we own all the platforms. You know, it's not really about having a platform preference. And in any case, if it was, it would probably be PC. So, you know, that's not even about who's, you know, which console is your favorite, you know? Uh, so, you know, looking at it like that, like, yes, we want the games, but also we're in a very privileged position of often having access, first of all, to all the different consoles, which most people don't have. And then secondly, you know, maybe if we're so lucky receiving code instead of having to buy, you know, we're, mm. we're lucky, we're privileged in that sense, which many people aren't. So if you think about exactly. it from a more of a layman's perspective, someone who's not in an industry like this, it's a very interesting turn of events, what's going on. Like imagine, yeah. you know, you're, you, you asked for an Xbox Series S or X for Christmas. And now there's news of a Wolverine game. What does that mean for you? That means that, well, in the next two to three years, you better save for a PS5. Yep. <laughs> Assuming, it, it, you, of course, you're a fan, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. It's, it's weird to all of a sudden see all of these Marvel entities on one single platform only. That's it. Mm -hmm. Or rather that, that, that there's a seeming preference. Yes. Towards one, a yeah. single year, singular platform. Yeah, know? yeah. I do feel we're going to most likely have this discussion again in a year or two about Xbox. Yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think um, so, because I stand to be corrected, but I have heard rumors, and I think it has been confirmed, that there is an Indiana Jones title, which is going to be ex exclusively developed by an Xbox studio. I suppose the biggest difference with an Xbox studio developing something is that you know it's going to come out on PC and Xbox. That's the, yeah. the difference. So, so the, the market opens up ever so slightly, but it doesn't make it right, yeah. though, because obviously, you know, you're, you're excluding others. Anyway, anyway, um, I believe that is the end of the episode, Edward. <laughs> yeah. From a yeah. time and internet connectivity perspective, we're going to yeah. call it quits. <laughs> Gosh, it's actually bad. Right at oh, the end. Uh, it's good timing. Good timing. <laughs> um, for those of you who joined us for this episode, we know it wasn't what you were expecting and we hope we didn't lead you astray. And I'm going to once again be repeating myself again. But for season two, episode 32, we promise, pinky promise, we will be speaking about breathing through your butt, dystopian futures, and how the sun makes you sexy. <laughs> Tuning for next week when that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you, Ed. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, yeah, for those of you who listen, thank you once again for always tuning in. We really enjoy it. And um, we hope you have a wonderful week ahead. And we look forward to seeing you for season two, episode 32. Until mm. then, ciao for now. Bye.